Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, we all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Ground Buster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at greenballtires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiries. Cody Collier, how are you, brother? Good, Leonard. How are we doing? Hey, welcome back to ATV Talk. I'm doing great. Hey, congratulations on uh, the championship, man. I know it's been too long since we touched base, but I really appreciate you taking some time. Yeah, yeah. Have me back sooner next time. No, happy to be here, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it, it, you you know how it is. We all get caught up in what we're doing, and it, it just uh, it gets a little crazy sometimes. Absolutely. Like I said, good problem to have. Good problem to yeah. have. You know, and there's a ton of ATV people that I want to talk to, and the list grows every day. And I'm I'm swimming in names, and I, I'm sending out requests. And and uh, to get to everyone before you get twos and threes of people. I hear you absolutely. No, no, and it's not even that. It's just you know you have a constant story, so I got to keep up on that constant story. And then there's new people that come in. And then you got to keep up on their stories. I, I don't know. I'll figure. I'll learn how to manage it as, as we go along. But but we're doing okay. We're doing good. We're growing, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Well, I, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Hey, we talked about four races to go in the season. Is when we talked last time. And what I really want to know is, we texted a little bit about during that time, but. How were the emotions for you as it came down to the wire? They're good. All season, it was good. You know, like we talked about, you know, I was in that big points hole. Um, round five, you know, I was 30 points down. And by summer break, I had the lead back. So, you know, um, we I think we talked right before summer break uh, ended um, with four races. to go, And uh, I, I was honestly in a good, good mental space, dude. Um I was, I was in the same mental space. I was even with that 30 point hole. I was like, I can just one race at a time, just keep picking away at this thing and, uh, control what you can control. And I just, I was able to keep calm, cool and collected or whatever the kids are saying these days. And, uh, was able to just one lap at a time. It. So it really was calm, cool and collected, you know, but the last few corners of iron, man, I did it, did a nice little wheelie, had some fun with it. That was, that was really all the, emotion i let myself feel during the race i'm like it's not over i gotta execute i can't let this stuff get to me i gotta control what i can control not until a checkered flag flies was there ever a chance that you could have lost the title at that point iron man no i um if i would have won the previous race i believe i would have locked it up so it was not a win must win situation for me but i wanted to end that season with a, an exclamation point um, I didn't, I didn't want to win the championship on a second or a third. I was like, I, I'm winning this race. No way around it. And I went out there and executed. And that's executing the plan is always the be best way to do it. Right. I, I, 
it works out sometimes. Sometimes you got to improvise, but you know, it's good to have a plan. Are you going to race um, the whole season next year? And have you decided to do any of those other endurance races that, that we talked about last year? Um, absolutely full, full schedule again. Uh, you'll, I, you'll probably never see me not run a full season GNCC unless I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't missing a race unless I'm injured. I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I, I love racing. Racing is my life. And so I just, I can't imagine myself not at a GNCC. Um, haven't, uh, I've been so busy with sponsors and, um, it's been, I've had a little bit of a crazy off season working with sponsors and getting stuff lined up. I got a, um, I actually brought my, uh, I, I worked for my local union, IBW 683. I'm an electrician for them. I actually brought them in as an outside sponsor into the sport this year. Um, sponsoring nice. me. So, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of work, testing some stuff. A lot of stuff just hasn't worked out. And, um, it's a lot of, uh, let's watch you this year. We're just learning about you and see how you do. And we'll talk again next off season. So I've been lining some stuff up and it's, it's been good busy this off season. Haven't really been able to plan too much on, um, other styles of racing other than GNCC and just, um, oh, there's, there's races this weekend, the local. So we're hit like what, those type of things, but, uh, just folks, um, I want to do the Canada eight hour next year. Um, and that's really the only one I see happening next year. I would like, uh, um, you know, doing the Kenda eight, uh, nine hours of havoc again, of course, um, would like to get into anything else I could have the opportunity to do as well. I would love to go do a Baja. I am dying to go do that. Um, hunt the wolf out in Romania or whatever. I am dying to go do that. I think I would do very well there. Um, yeah, anything I'm, I'm down for all, all sorts of racing. That's so awesome. You need to get, you need to get that thing revved up, get it all ready and take it down to Dakar as well. I, yeah, I get, get me talking to the right people, man. I I'd love to, I I'd love to. Yeah. That's you better save your pennies. Cause that one's expensive. I, that's why you know I can only do what I can do. GNCC is as hard on hard on us as it is. So I, I would love to go do one-off events like that if things lined up. I'd I'd love to get the dialogue going at least. The rumor I'm hearing from the uh, from the side is that your class is growing next year. Yeah, I have seen a couple um, people with four by four builds and red plates. So I haven't really talked to them. Just uh, just on social media and whatnot, so it's interesting to see a couple people that have switched over, and uh, I love it. The more the merrier. I think it's incredible. You know, one of these days I'm going to get back there so that you can take me for a ride through the woods on one of those machines and, and show me what it's really like. Because the the ones I've got to ride on the West Coast, just man, I just can't. I just can't see it. What holding pace or what? Yeah, basically. I mean, how could you go that fast on on some of these things? It's just it, it, my brain doesn't calculate it. And trust trust me, I've never walked up and 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 seen one of your race machines and got to really look up close to what they really are. I'm still talking that I've been in, introduced to the utility machine. Yeah, um, just a different beast, you know. I uh, got got to ride it differently. It can only do what it can do. Um, just uh, you gotta ride it a little differently. As long as you respect respect the machine, it'll do it. Do what you can let do what it can do. And uh, we're 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 trying to find out what they can do. Are you going to run the same same style machine you ran last year? Copy and paste, different colors. That's nice. Brand new. Brand new. Uh, well, no, I uh, couldn't get a twenty three. 
Um, I just couldn't get a 23. It's weird. And, uh, but on a 22 this season. Well, that's, that's okay. Right. Yeah. You think, you think, uh, I don't know if I was the manufacturer, I'd want the number one guy running my brand new product showcasing my new machine, you know, I, so, I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. I mean, why would you, why would you put them out there on last year's stuff? That's I, what I, I, that was my thought, but it just didn't happen like that. I've heard that I've heard that some manufacturers are struggling to get their 23s out. I I don't know what's going on on shipping ends and that kind kind of odds and ends, but um I could see it being an issue in quant in like large quantities. I, I don't think one or two quads would be hard to do though. I don't either. Yeah, I mean if somebody in the in the works is not doing their job correctly, I guess, you know, what are you going to do, right? Oh. Not my world. I'm just living in it. Right on. There you go. You're just you're just an extra in their movie of life, right? Yep. Yep. I'm just just trying trying to see where I plug in for them. <laughs> did Did you bring on any uh, any other new sponsors other than the union? Uh, no, that, uh, that's huge. I'm su- super super happy with that. Um, really hope to do them well. And uh, I guess I'll do my first little shout out for them right here. Um, you know, uh, union's great. I uh, all the 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 workers fighting for the workers is great. It's all about the workers being happy, um, being safe and enjoying what they do, enjoying their job, wanting to come to work every morning, um, and having pride in your work and, uh, doing quality craftsmanship and doing things right. It's a really good environment, really great people to be around and make some good money. Great benefits. And what was that union again? Uh, IBW local union, 683. All right. Uh, that's what my, my day job, what I do 40 hours a week. Love it. Love my job. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I brought them on board. Super happy with them. Um, and, and Kenda I, obviously came back this year too, right? What, what, excuse me? Kenda obviously came back this year too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't thank these guys enough. They've, they've taken such good care of me over the years. Um, brought me back on board in 2018, I believe. And uh, just been been great partnership. Really happy. They've always taken care of me. And the, the, they've you know had people you know who've been promoted through the rakes. And everyone, every one of their, um, every one of my reps I've been in contact with has, has taken great care of me. So I'm looking to you know always grow this partnership with them. They're great. Um, uh, working on um, Bell and Liat, I can't get that to anyone to respond there. Um, Bell, Bell is still in sponsorship season, but I'm just like my season starts in two weeks. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get correspondence there before the season. And then, uh, Leah, I had, it's crickets there. I don't know what's going on there. Um, set, set, set things out. Just, uh, that's crickets. Um, I brought on FXR this year as a gear company. Um, re- I'm, uh, really like their products. Um, got riding at once, super comfortable. Like love that stuff. CD, uh, CD boots got Moto Nation back on board. They're fantastic. I think they're the best boots on the bark market. Um, I got better offers from other places. But I chose to stick with Moto Nation and the CD because I believe in their product and I'm most comfortable in their boot. And I don't want to be in anything but the best at this point. I want to be comfortable. So with Moto right. Nation, can't sing anything but praises about their product. So let me ask you this. You brought up the word comfort multiple times. When you're playing in the mud on that heavy machine, where's the comfort part come in? The independent rear suspension. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 
want to be able to move, you know, I don't want to be restricted. I don't want to, I, I don't want, I want to be able to move around and do what I want to do when I want to do it on the machine. I don't, um, I wear a back brace and that's really my only restraint. If anything, it keeps me in better posture with that, with that kidney belt, that back brace support. It keeps me the bill balance, the straight back in a little bit. Um, but, uh, it keeps me, that keeps me in better form. If anything, keeps me tight and, uh, I just want to be able to move. I, I don't like camelbacks. I don't like chest protectors. Um, chest protectors, it, I just think it's a roost guard. If you know, if you wreck one of those things, then that, that piece of plastic ain't going to save you. So, right. I agree. So I, I just, I think that's more of like a, I don't like roost guard. Um, that's all that is. You can't, you know, it, it, it hurts a little bit, but take it. I, I'd rather be comfortable moving when I want to. Get in front of them then. Right. right. You know, if you don't <laughs> like to get roost, pass them. Yeah. My way around. But, uh, so you sound really motivated and I like the energy. Um, was there any change in your training program, you know, rolling into the 2023 season? So they're in trouble this year. Cody Collier last year did not, hasn't worked out in three years. I have not worked out in three years, like practically zero, like not enough to count as training. Been in the gym a handful of times sporadically, not enough to count as training. This year I've been rowing four miles a day. So you're got a little spark there. I, I, I yeah, I want to, you know, if they thought Cody Carter's a problem last year, I'm, I'm ready to come swinging this year. You know, I, I, I got, I'm training like I'm number two. I, I'm not losing the summer one plate. That's what I like to hear. That's pretty uh, no, awesome stuff. More than that, dude. Um, I, you know, the work, I, I've really found my peace and work and love what my, love my work. Um, finding my happiness just in life, you know, it's the little things, um, just, uh, I find my happiness. No, I think I'm doing well in finding it. That's good. I mean, you have to be happy. You know, that's what it's really all about. I mean, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then why would you do it? That's that's what it's all about. And and how could you not be happy getting to race your ATV? Yeah. You know, um, people put too much pressure on themselves. People are coming into it the wrong mindset. Um, people expecting too much, but there's, there's so much to it. I see people break down. If people would just ride their four-wheeler and stop being in their own head, they would do so much better. Oh, I totally get it. Totally it, get it. It's insane. Like you'll see all, all the time, top XC2 guys move up to XC1 and go backwards and speed a little bit. Not, not much, but it's just because they don't have that drive, that, 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 that kill anymore. Uh, most people don't realize that the transition from the two class to the one class, it, it's a step. There's a, there's a definite raise in speed, talent, and some of those seasoned pros are very, very fast. Just like the, just like the guys that are you know, wanting to step up into the pro four by four class. There is a definite step between the class below you and your class. Yeah, it's it's just, I think it's, it's no matter where you're at, it's so important when you're coming into a new tier or a new class in racing to just really get a feel for what's going on, not coming into it with any expectations. And I'm going to do this, going to race one with no expectations um be like okay i got eighth i learned this and this next race i want to get seventh and see what else i can learn okay i got seventh let's get six next race i got seventh this race that's okay but i learned this and this we're going prep and come back into race six i think so much people just something doesn't work out for them and they just go backwards 
I think there's there's a lot of mindset in the racing that the mental side is crazy and people I don't think expand on it. They say mental and you're like, okay, mental side of racing, but no one expands on it. No, they don't because it's just like every sport, you know, why was Michael Jordan the best basketball player? Because he could hit the shot when the pressure was the highest. Yeah. It was just another shot to him. He didn't let, he didn't let, he just executed. He didn't let it the moment. When he just did what he had to do, executed, and just was in the moment. Yep. And that's, you can break down athletes in all different sports like that, that are, you know, Mr. Automatic or Mrs. Automatic, however you want to put it, you know, that just, yeah, they're clutch. When it's, when it's, when it's on and you have to perform, they perform. Yeah. I'm very, I got very motivated watching the last dance. I thought that was a great documentary. Nice. On Netflix, nice. Jordan story. It was very, very cool. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, but I was a Jordan fan. I quit watching basketball when Jordan retired. Okay. I mean, out. it just. I'm out, done, don't care. Yeah. Cause it just wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. Basketball, not to get on that tangent, basketball is a very uh, individual sport. You know, you can follow players much easier than you can anywhere else, I think. That ball is. But yeah, I love basketball. I am terrible at it. I could talk about, we could have another podcast. We could talk about basketball all day, but. Yeah, I can't even dribble. So <laughs> I got to keep watching it on TV because they're never going to let me on the court, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, you, your intensity and your focus was good before. It just seems like you are just energized at, at a whole new level now. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. That's it. All I got to say. You've been training. Uh, I know you live in the cold country right now. Uh, how do you ride in that weather? Rode Honda 90s a couple of times, just having fun. And then uh, rode my dirt bike a few times. And, um, haven't, uh, we're riding the next two weekends on the 4x4. I haven't really done any 4x4 riding this offseason. Just didn't line up for me. It wasn't in the works. Uh, every time we tried to go racing, it was terrible weather. Um, we, we went to go to uh, Mid-South like a month ago, and it snowed so so bad on the way there. We made it le- barely an hour in, two hours into the trip. So, and it was a five-hour drive. I'm like, yeah, we're just not, didn't leave on time for this kind of snow. It was not supposed to snow like that. So we tried to ride once. Um, just hasn't been in the works. Yeah. Do you think the weather's going to be bad for the first round? <laughs> you look at your weather radar right now and you, you don't trust five days out. So right. I, I can't predict that. <laughs> I mean, I, what's it normally like in the first round? Normally, um, it is normally nice. It is normally nice. It's normally like it's South Carolina. So it's normally like we've been fortunate for it to be like 40, 50 and like no snow, no, no, not really any mud. It's been, it's been nice to us in the past. I'm sure hoping it holds up for that, but I mean, I don't think you guys really care. Do you? I, I prefer to not get muddy sometimes, but you know, it, it don't bother me. I love riding the mud, rain, shine, whatever. It's just more of a pain to clean. That's true. That's very not, true. Not a fair weather racer. I want to, I want to ask you some questions. We, when you, we talked, you were talking about how you see the course and, and how your mind pictures it differently than most people. I'm assuming you've talked to most people. And when I, when you, when you were describing it to me, that's not how I see the track. So 
do you do anything special to help that? It's 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 almost like you're playing a video game instead of racing. I'm making the video game in my head. It is a video. I, I just yeah, like um, if anyone hasn't watched about the past podcasts, um, yeah, I have a very analytical mind. I um, I just I'm looking three corners ahead on the track in all the race lines, everywhere the quad could possibly go. And I am like, I don't know if you guys have done like um, trial times on like video games for like lap times where like the little ghost goes. Like I can like pause myself, have like ghost go. I just know which way is going to work out to put my tires in what directions before I ever touch it. I know what the quad is going to do before it happens 99.9% of the time. So, and at the paces we're going, it, it's, it's insane, but that's the, that's the way I found to know what I'm doing on the four wheeler to control the pace. And I can, and I, and with that, I can constantly, you know, um, make changes on how I do it. You know, they go, oh, I, 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 that kicked more than I thought it would. I have to readjust, you know, my formula or whatever in my head for how the quad works, but got a really good understanding on it at this point. I'm just, I'm only growing. That's pretty awesome stuff. I was talking to an, a former Indy car driver and he said, when you're going 220 miles an hour down the main straightaway at Indy and you can turn your head and look at the airplane flying above, you know, you're comfortable at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, knowing what's going on. If you're out there riding above your head and beyond your means, you're not going to be calm. You're not going to know what's going on. Um, that being said, if you ain't wrecking, you ain't riding, you have to push your limits to find them to, and be honest with yourself about what mistakes were made that, what did you do to create that outcome? Every, everything's so very literal and it, it, it's going to happen every time if you do it the same way. And so the only adjustment, the only variable on the track is you. So once you learn to understand that the track is what it is and the quad is what it is, and you're the only one that can do something right or wrong, that's when you're going to figure things out. So what you're saying is if you wreck, you can dissect what happened to figure out where your mistake was so that you don't wreck in that situation again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all tire placement and momentum and they're, they're all the intangibles of physics. It's it's a physics game. So if, yeah, if you hook that rut in a certain way that kick, kick your rear end out and you caught that tree, figure out how to hop over it or straddle it. Or do, if you hit that rut like that, you, you'll hit the, it's crazy in cross country racing. You'll hit, you'll forget about a spot and hit it the same way four laps in a row and have almost the same thing happen. If that track, has, that part of the track hasn't deteriorated fully, but it, it's, if you hit the corner the same way, you're going to get the same outcome every time. If you do something different, something different is going to happen. When you just mentioned about the deterioration of the track, beans the amount of people that are riding it, would you say that the, the track changes drastically every lap? Mud races, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, it depends on how hard packed the soil is. Florida, it's one is night and day lap to lap um you know extreme mud races where people are digging stuff out you know that's going to look pretty different and stuff gets blown out um but like big buck where it's it's round one and round four 
where it's extremely hard pack. And if it's like dry and dusty, you're not going to really see anything develop. We've been riding there for 20, 25 years. The, the dirt is what it is at this point, unless it's muddy. Right. Uh, what's the track where that you raced right before summer or right before summer break? I forget Social. the name. It was super rough. Social up on the mountain. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that place is gnarly. I, I love that place. Um, lap to lap, it is so it is gnarly wood sections connected by ski slopes, right? So the ski slopes are really hard packed. Um, and it's like it, it, it doesn't get a lot of change on the ski slopes. They're pretty consistent lap to lap. Um, and depending on the section of the woods, like it's it's very, very rocky on Snowshoe Mountain, right? So it's got that rock base to it. Um, depending on if it's a virgin trail, it might dig out really bad until we hit that rock base. But once you find that rock base, it's, it is what it is there. And you'll find some spots like Howard's hole, um, some spots in Howard's hole where there is no base. So. Okay. I, I, I get it. I follow you. Do you notice much deterioration in the machine when you ride in a, in a rocky area like that? Depends on how much you spin your tires and rip off your tread. Throttle control. Throttle control is part of like your speed. I'm saying simply, if you don't spin your tires as much and you're not ripping off lugs of your tires and having that a sharper edge on the last lap than your competitors, you're probably going to have a faster lap lap time just because you were more cautious previously in the race and saved your quad to go faster on the last lap. Those things matter. Really? Is it, is it every track or just a a rock hard pack track? Rock hard pack tracks. Um, I, I see sport quads, um, burn out their tires on the, the hard, the blacktop. I'm like, what are you doing? You're getting ready to go climb a mountain and you just burned off your brand new tread. Your edge is gone before you ever took off. What are you doing? Never made sense to me. I've never heard anyone talk about this. I've never really talked to this about anyone, but this is a thought I've always had. So are are we talking the start or just there's an asphalt section and they just roast all the tires? We just happen to talk about snowshoe. So like you'll you'll see different burnouts and they're, you know, pro entry at snowshoe because it's blacktop. The only time you can do a burnout. I'm just like, well, they're edge is gone you know it's burn off that brand new edge um i get it warmed up the tire or whatever but your edge is gone um but then you know as you're going on through the race like the like loretta lens is super shaly has sharp rocks you will rip off a whole chunk of tread i've seen people have flat tires because it ripped out an entire knob uh like so like you know if you if you're spinning your tires and continuously messing up your tread on your rear tire you're not going to have as good as traction as someone that doesn't do that on the last lap. You're going to be fighting right. for, whereas they're going to have it. Wow. That's, I mean, I, I know that that happens because like when you race in the West coast in the desert, you can have similar effect because you're in shale rock or you're in uh, like a lava rock and it's just sharp and it just destroys the tires. Um, and you can, you can lose knobs or even lose a tire, even with inserts. Sometimes you can damage them bad enough to, uh, have to get a change. Yeah. Especially with the speeds you guys were running. It's a little different. Um, yeah, I, the speeds you're running, you're going to, you're going to rip stuff off for sure. And, uh, yeah. Um, I yeah, just, it's, it, it's crazy. 
biggest issue in the world, but it is a, a theory of mine. I think it, I think it matters. I think it affects stuff. Do you monitor your, your conditioning or your, your fatigue level during the race? I mean, is there any point in time where maybe I'm going to take this section off and relax a little, uh, you know, to save the energy for that next section, because I know that it's rougher or maybe I'm faster than them, the guy in front of you at that point. And if you just back off just a little bit, you'll be able to exert more energy is what I'm asking. Yeah. So it's all, to me, it's all about mindset. So mm -hmm. if you come into the race thinking, Oh, this race is going to be easy. I'm going, I'm going to cruise to the win here. And someone's breathing down your neck all race and you're having to try. And you're like, this was supposed to be easy. I'm getting tired. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Versus going into the mindset of this race is going to be hell. I am going to make myself attack this track for the next three hours. If I have to, I don't care. I'm going to go as fast as I can for three hours. And then you get into sections where it's nice and slow and you can take that breath. And then you get into that group of lappers and there's nothing you can do. And you can take that breath. You really appreciate those breaths. Right. I bet you do. I bet yeah, you so, do. Yeah. So if the mindset is, I, this is going to be hell for two hours, I'm, I'm going to make myself do this. And then you do that. And then when you get those moments of breath, you're like, that gives you even more energy than you thought you had. And you're already in the mindset of this race is nothing to me. <laughs> What do you do in a situation where you get into a train like that? And let's say there's six, eight, 10 uh, slower riders in front of you. I mean, there's nowhere to go. What do you, what exactly do you just sit there and wait or. Uh, it depends on the situation. So there's been several times this year where I've like checked up to like slingshot into a section. Like I'm like, okay, I know you can't pass me. And I know how this next section opens up and I'm just want to, I know their speed, how they're going to hit stuff pretty much. I know my speed. I'm like, all right, I can go full speed from this point and just miss the rear tire and just slingshot into the next section. So I, I use that a lot. I use the slingshot method a lot. Um, and then it's just, just being aware, you know, knowing what section of the track are coming up, being active with your horn, knowing when they're going to lay off their throttle so they can hear you, um, those type of things. Oh, so you, you're even dissecting the, the slower riders in front of you so that you can hear when their motor makes less noise so that you can hit a horn and get them to move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to like they're wrapping their quad, hold their horn and then it let off my horn and stay off their throttle. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be aware of using everything around me to my advantage. Um, and knowing that that's, that's simply how that works. Just common sense. Yeah. I mean, when you dissect it the right way or, or look yeah. at it the right way. Yeah. it makes total sense. I, 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 I'm, when you're in it, you've been in it for as long as I have, you see these things and just, you know, knowing you're not the only rider on the track, I'd be like, okay, if I was them, how would I want them to reach me and to ask me to move over? So well, do you have like, is there a built-in horn on your machine? Having, having them be able to hear me would probably be a good thing, but uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Did you, do you have a built-in horn on your machine? Yeah. Uh, so with the four by fours, they, and I believe the WXC class, I don't know why they allow them to have horns, but um, the four by fours, we have horns because we don't have a clutch to rev bomb. Okay. So, so like, you know, four by every rev bomb, um, everyone with a clutch can do it. Four by fours just don't have a clutch. So we, they allow us to run the horn as alternate. But the, the XC1 guys can't wear a, a horn on their chest protector or something. 
I don't believe so. I believe there's uh, no horns for anyone other than WXC and four by fours. Wow. I don't know why WXC. I think it's so like the AM riders hear the horn and like, it's, that's just the leaders of the AM race. I think they kind of just grouped them in with the horn thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they, why they do that either. That doesn't, uh, it is what it is. You know, I mean, this is the rule is the rule, right? You gotta, everybody's gotta live with it. But they have a rep, they can rev bomb. So I don't understand. It's, it doesn't hurt, but I don't understand why they can and XC1 can't. Right. Right. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's, have you ever thought that they should put your guys' class in the afternoon race? I'll quit. I cannot run that PM race. I, 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 I voiced this to GNCC um, this past offseason. It was brought up and they asked me about it. And uh, I got bad back. Um, something I've just, something about me, I would still be on a sport quad if I could be. Um, I just, I physically cannot hold pace on the sport quad. I wear my back brace every single race. Um, I remember being a senior in high school, forgot my back brace to Unadilla and just forgot it. Could not go to school Monday mornings. My back, I could not physically get out of bed at 18 years old, senior in high school, my back was so bad. So I fought that a couple of years in the pro class, just could never lived up to what I felt my potential was because I was physically limited and uh made the switch because of my back i was going to drop the am race i love racing I, I i i was going to be involved with it one way or another and i was like i can just i gotta, I gotta get out of the pm race that the way the track breaks down just destroys me i just can't the independent rear suspension and everything of the four by four sounded nice so switch to the next pro class try it out see how i like it um i'm young try stuff out and it's just been home for me i'm super comfortable on the machine it really suits my riding style and how i break things down and uh I, it's nice. I can't complain. The the roughness is the reason you don't want them to take your, okay, now I got it. I was yes. wondering. It's all I got, really back. I had to get out of the PM race. It wasn't, right. I, I could like a, a locals, I can still run the sport quad um, at, at certain events, but it, it does hurt still. Um, but I do run the sport quad at certain events at locals because uh, the track doesn't deteriorate nearly to the shape of a GNCC PM race. So I, I, I can, so, uh, like two years ago, um, I led Bryson Neal, a, a lecture for over an hour, um, or like right at an hour. I'm, I'm not going to say over an hour and get caught out, but I was like right at an hour. I led a lecture over Bryson. So I, I, the pace is still there, even on the sport quad. I just physically cannot do it anymore. Right. Yeah. We had that conversation before and I get it. It's just, it's a bummer that, that your back has that problem and there's no, there's no fix. I, if I knew about it, I'd have it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a typical answer. You know, um, <laughs> the, the, the tool you're looking for is in the, in the last place you look because you found it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to find it. I just, I have my back brace helps does wonders for me. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'd be able to race without a back brace. Um, I've gone to the chiropractor. They don't really do anything for me. It feels more like I'm getting, rubbed on and i'm getting healed so i just the chiropractor didn't help me i just do a little bit of mobility stuff i'm big on mobility doing like stretches now um and that's that seemed to help a little bit um i go and see a trainer uh i try to go three times a week doesn't always work out but he is he is super into stretching especially at my age i i tighten up so tight 
you know, he said, you'd be, you'd feel way better if you just stretched, you know, that's all you gotta do. Yep. Give yourself- I, I, I'm, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big on um, learning from others, mistakes, listening, listening to the horror stories of the other people and being like, uh, learning from it, you know, not, not making the same mistakes other people do. So like that, I've, I hear about people getting older and they're like, I just, it hurts just because I didn't stretch. So I'm like, I, I want to be limber and active and happy and all that good stuff. So. Well, yeah, make sure you make sure you keep stretching because if you don't, you're going to be like me and I can, I can't even touch my toes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been listening to that David Goggins guy a little bit. He's, He's uh he's got some good stuff going on. <laughs> I just finished his book. I I I uh inspirational guy for sure. Very inspirational. I'm I'm uh listening. Uh, I just finished Goggins. My son recommended it, and I uh um went to Jocko and listening to Extreme Leadership. Um, I've already started using some of those tactics at work. And instantly it's changed the dynamic in the conversations that I have with people. Um, when you made a mistake or you didn't order something on time, you just, you know, I didn't do it. And this is why, you know, and, and you're not arguing with them. You're not, there's no, it's just, you know, I didn't do it. Uh, my fault. I'll get it taken care of. It, it's it allows for growth the on it the the base of honesty allows for growth they they've, they've removed all of the, their nonsense from themselves and they're just doing what they think is right i love it exactly and and i at the same time there was some weird tv show that my wife and i watched and the doctor in the show goes to the to his staff how can i help you know, it's, it's serious. It's, there's no, there's no break in it. It's, it's, it's a serious question that you're asking the individual. What can I do to make your job better? That's simple. Exactly. And, and, and thinking about all these different things that these phenomenal men that you, that you listen to are doing. And then you hear something so simple as that is how can I help? You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Being being able to move forward. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I I almost thought for about a split second that I could go run, and I go after listening to to Goggins, and I just thought, no, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> really, I jumped off my couch. <laughs> no, I I I I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't able to just even think about running. It's just, I can do a little bit of jogging, um, but no, no, no long pounding. I got, I got issues and I'm, I guess I'm not as man enough to, to even try it because that if guy. You're a, you're a rower, I ain't no impact anywhere. But the, the injuries that guy has to continue doing what he does. Uh, dude, he's a, he's just, I think he's superhuman. He's an animal. He's an animal. Oh, he's an animal. Man, uh, help find my mindset. I, I've always been, you know, like, like you said, I'm all sharpened, and it's um very into listening to, you know, you are I'm you are what you eat. Why aren't you? You feel you are what you fill your head with. So I've been big on uh listening to growthful podcasts and filling my head with good stuff. Oh, I I 
I got to thank my son for that, but that off, you know, telling me to read that book. Uh, I had heard stories about that guy. Um, but man, it was just unbelievable. Uh, and then listening to Jocko and, and Leif Babin, uh, these guys, they're real deal. And, and the way that they take a situation that they talk about on the battlefield and then show you how it, the same tactics work in business. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, business or doggy dog world out there. Well, yeah, but but they're talking about just pure common sense, laying it out, simple. You know, my dad's always told me the KISS method. You know, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, people are people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. People are people. Just treat people like people. Yeah, if you streamline everything and make it simple, you're going to be way better off. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I think about that when you're building, when you're building a machine, you you can create a negative by overbuilding. Absolutely. Or overthinking it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just your steps just need to be A, B, C done. I like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, they'll, they'll turn that back into my builds. My builds are very, very simple. Like I didn't even have a an aftermarket clutch on my quad for most of the season last year. I, I had a stock clutch, stock motor. Uh, very, very limited on my quad. Um, what is very limited on what is done to my quad? Do you think that the gain and acceleration in an aftermarket uh, clutch would help you? We're, we're running it now. We started running it oh. last. Um, so we're on it now. We, we, wow. we got, got one. We like, we trust it. We're confident in it. So we're, we're, we're trusting it. Yeah. I, I've gotten to work with a, a little bit of the UTV clutching and, uh, you know, you that even rolls back into the Honda pilot way before you, um, and adding weights and taking weights out and things like that, uh, what it does for your RPM ranges and, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, nice thing about the f- computers, you can program all that nowadays. Wow. Yeah. You can power, you can program your power band. <laughs> well, so to a point and the fuel injection stuff, but you, when you, with your clutching, that's going to help your, your straight ahead drive out of the turns. It's going to take some, you can also make it so it takes decel, uh, decel braking out of it so that it, it more free wheels on de, uh, acceler- deceleration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's all sorts of options. Um, I have the, I have the free flow. I just, I just want to let it off, let it go. I want, I want to break. I want it to just, I want it to roll. Um, I, I think the four by fours have a lot of drag on their motors. So I have yes. the free. Flow. I, I totally agree with that. Almost too much. I, I think it might have something to do with just it's in four wheel drive. You got all those moving pieces, just adds resistance. So it's just want to make those wheels harder to turn. So it's the way I'm not sure what it is exactly. If it's internal in the motor, what would make it harder on that drag, but definitely has it. If your front wheel drive goes out, do you have to end the race? Oh, no, you can keep going. You're just going to be squirrely. 
Okay. Now, four-wheel drive, you, you do not turn it out of four-wheel drive. And if you do, your your front end is going to push. So, like, with a four-wheel drive dig-in, um, it helps you turn. You can use that to turn, right? It's driving you right. those tires in that direction. When you lose four-wheel drive and it's just all that weight on that front end, it tends to push. So, right. you do have your riding sound. You can't attack the track the same at all. It, but you could finish a race without the front wheel drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's freaking awesome. Hey, brother, as always, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. I think it's going to be an amazing year for you. And I hope your class grows by tenfold just so that it's more fun. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see some of the, 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 some of the, um, old school guys and actually one class start dropping back, mixing it up. I'd love to drive some of those guys again and make the, we'll make that four by four pro class a destination, not an afterthought. So I, I agree, brother. I agree. Um, we're going to, uh, get your episode built and laid out for you. And I'll get you another email with exactly how it's going to break out and when it's going to air. Um, we do a, a different platform now, which you read in the, uh, email that I sent you. And um, I'm looking forward for big things out of you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm expecting big things on myself. I'm I'm ready for it this year. High expectations. I know. I know. I know. I know what I gotta do. Ready to execute. That's awesome, brother. Uh, I appreciate. Thank you for having. Uh, really appreciate you having me on. Um, no, oh, dude. Good, it's awesome. I mean, we hit all of our points so fast in the conversation. It's like wow. Um, it, it was great. Uh, I'm glad that you're as focused as you are. It, it, it's exciting when you can see a champion coming back more energized than they were chasing their first time. I do not want to have to experience the feeling of losing it until it's time. Mm-hmm. I yes. am not going to do that. I, I want to be the number one guy until I'm ready to live. So I want to do everything I can to ensure that that's what is going to happen. And if it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be. And I can say I honestly tried and I can walk away with no, no problems. That's the best way to do it, bro. That's yes, awesome. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV, or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International Inc. offers host, MC, and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to Duncan Tech International at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. 